0: Welcome to the Marvelicious Toys Podcast, hosted by the Astonishing Arnie, the Mighty Marjorie, and Captain Justin. Nah, just Justin. Join us at MarveliciousToys.com to find thousands of pictures of the items reviewed, find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube pages, and much more.
1: Welcome to Marvelicious Toys Volume 2, Issue 11. This is Marjorie.
2: This is Arnie. And this
3: is Justin. And sorry for our little rain delay. Switcher Studio is the software we use to go live and bring the video and everything. And they decided to put a bug in their app and not tell us until we went live. <laughs>
2: The perils of live broadcasting, folks.
3: But on the good news front, that means we had two extra days to put even more into this show. So this is going to be a double-sized Marvelicious Toys. Far more than the, what, 36 pages plus ads you normally get. Oh, boy. <laughs> We're not even to the sea monkeys part yet. <laughs> no, but I always do love it when Hulk tries to sell me some Twinkies. <laughs> got a lot to talk about. It's been a while since we've done the show and done a couple of conventions since then. Marjorie and I went. We did some live reporting on Facebook and social media from New York Comic Con, where we got to have a roundtable interview with Hasbro and talk to Diamond at Diamond Select and Dan back with Kotobukiya.
1: I'm so excited about that. Dan's awesome. And I think he's really like the passion behind what a lot of Kodo, a lot of the stuff that Kodo makes.
3: Then, one week after New York Comic Con, had Ace Comic Con, and I got my photo taken with Brie Larson. I'm the one on the right. I know we're both so pretty, but, you know.
1: <laughs> she was way nicer than I thought she'd be. <laughs> Which is the most backhanded of compliments. What? I said she was nice.
2: <laughs> a lot of people think that she's she's got that resting bitch face, right? But I think she's a nice gal.
1: She does have it. Now, I also have it, but... I wasn't sure, this is her first convention, and you know, celebrities can be hit or miss when you meet them, and she was actually quite pleasant. You know, that's a
3: lot of pressure, though, because at a convention, you meet a celebrity for most two minutes at most I would say the average is one minute sometimes as little as 30 seconds in a photo op it's definitely more like 30 seconds you have 30 seconds to make your entire impression on a person by which they're going to then go on a national global podcast and tell whether or not you're a nice person (laughs) 30 seconds go (laughs) Larson, she was really nice for that 45 seconds, so she's a good gal.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But the game is, she doesn't know which person might have that podcast or that platform, so she just has to be nice to everybody.
3: Yeah. But my real reason for bringing up Ace is because after Ace Comic Con, we spent, what, about seven hours? There's a lot of Walgreens in Chicago.
1: (laughs) Well, they're from Chicago. That's where the chain started. Mr. Walgreens started it. I'm not making this up. (laughs) Oh, I did not know that. Yes. So we didn't even scratch the surface of the amount of Walgreens in Chicago. I want to say we hit something like 20.
3: Is that about right? There were 26 we had mapped out, and we actually only hit 19 Mm. before we realized we were getting home after dark already,
2: and we'd started first thing in the morning.
1: And I turned into a pumpkin at 8 o'clock at night anyway, so...
2: (laughs) Walgreens, we've talked about it in the past where, like, Target and Walmart, like, you have a different sense when you walk in. Like, Target, you feel like you can't walk out without buying something, so you have incidental purchases. Yes. Walmart, you can walk in, walk out, no problem. Correct. Walgreens, I feel like if you walk in and walk out, everybody's like, what was that?
1: Yeah, I always <laughs> feel like I'm stealing or something. Or, like, I'm after the meds. I always feel so self-conscious at Walgreens. Are
2: we casing the joint to see if, like, it's a good place to go steal meds later? I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I just. I'm glad that's just not me. I remember a stand-up comedian
3: who, this is in the 90s, said he was hired for retail and told the average shoplifter comes in, lingers, looks around for a bit, and then leaves without buying anything. So he said... Okay, well, I'm just going to walk in, go straight to what I want to steal, pick it up and go out the door. And that's how I feel <laughs> when I go to Walgreens without buying anything.
1: Yeah, so I end up buying like a tube of chapstick or maybe a bottle of water or something like that cuz I feel very self-conscious. And it's only Walgreens. It's cuz it's so small and they have to say hello to you when you walk in. So I'm like, "Oh, hi." And then I feel really bad when they say, "Oh, is there anything I can help you with?" I'm like, No, I'm good. You didn't have the band-aids I want. I'm I'm good. Thanks.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Because it's like, in their mind, it's like, what did they think Walgreens carried that they didn't (laughs) find? (laughs) I think that they're
3: getting more and more knowledgeable about this toy BS that they're thrust into. They want to just sell some cough drops. But they have a lot of exclusive toy lines now. They've got Black Series Star Wars. They've got Mini-Mates. They've got some DC lines. they got all of the Funko
2: stuff. I think they've got to be getting used to the collectors. Yeah, it, it's been a while now, so it doesn't feel as strange walking right out. But it, it's still there. But as you
3: see at Ace Comic Con, Danny Moonstar for the low, low price of $50.
1: Mm.
3: Yikes. I passed on her for that. And hit Walgreens obsessively for weeks, and finally I found, and I'd never even seen an Emma Frost either, Danny Moonstar, Emma Frost, and for that other show we do, Clone Commander Obi-Wan, all hit about the same time, just a little before Halloween.
2: Yeah, it's funny. We were were all kind of like looking out for each other, like, hey, if you find an extra Danny, let me know, and if you find an Emma, let me know, and you texted me like, hey, need another Danny? And I was like, I am literally walking out of a Walgreens with one right now. (laughs) So they must have hit at the exact same time in our areas.
3: Yeah, because you surprised me. You sent me some of the figure shields for Marvel Legends, and in one figure shield, you didn't even tell me there was a Danny Moonstar. That was the first one I had. But unfortunately, because of the Wolvesbane head and the other head, and then you can put a magic head on there, you really need kind of four. Mm -hmm. So you you gave me a a taste, but it didn't slow the hunt. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate that so much. It was like
2: you took a lot of the pressure off and it was such a wonderful surprise. Well, I mean, it's one of those exclusives and, you know, since people want so many of them, it's hard to tell what kind of numbers they're shipping in. But right now, it feels like Emma Frost is the one that's shipping in much smaller numbers because I don't see her as often at all.
1: Yeah, I've only seen Emma like two times compared to the three or four I've seen, Danny Moonstar, or as the one delightful Walgreens manager called her, Danny Momstar. So that's what we've been calling her (laughs) as (laughs) Momstar. She told me I won't find Danny Momstar because everyone wants Momstar.
3: Which tells me that that's a service I need to do is like have a button in your car that's like your mother. (laughs) Hello, Momstar. (laughs) Are you going to be home by 10? You haven't
1: been drinking, have you?
2: <laughs> Momstar. That's good. That is good.
1: <laughs> yeah, she she's like everybody wants Momstar. But <laughs> yeah, I've not seen much other than Emma. And actually, I haven't seen them since the night we went on a massive Walgreens toy run like, the fifth or sixth time since they were hitting. And we, we spent an entire evening going to all the Walgreens in town. Like, we mapped out, like, the most efficient and economical driving route, and I think we got them all by the time we hit, like, the sixth or seventh, right?
3: Yeah, it is. I found an app when we were doing the route up in Chicago it's called route for me I have to pay 15 bucks a month for it so remind me to cancel that subscription but it will allow you to put in unlimited destinations and find the most efficient route between all of them and so I did that but Marjorie pointed out we've probably spent literally 24 hours or more hitting Walgreens looking for these figures meanwhile over in the Marvel Legends group somebody was offering me three for a hundred dollars and I was quibbling over PayPal fees. And in hindsight, I probably should have just bought them and saved myself the 24 hours because if I made minimum wage, I would have saved money by just buying those. <laughs>
1: but we did have to do something we haven't done in a really long time, which is a toy run. And it was super fun. Don't you remember the days of sitting outside Target before they open and getting a Starbucks and waiting and me getting harassed by the Hot Wheels guys?
3: Yeah, I remember that. I mean, nowadays, it's really simple. We just have a weekly date night trip to GameStop.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I'm still on board for the hunt. You know, I still enjoy hunting, but, you know, after 20 Walgreens in a day, I can see getting a little burnt out on it.
1: I didn't go to Walgreens for a very long time. I still haven't been back.
3: Now, just a few days ago, I think it was Monday this week, Moonstar did go online for a couple hours at walgreens.com. I posted it to our site. You know, when you there's an echo effect or an, a lingering after effect, maybe a hangover after you're hunting for a hard to find figure. That even though once you have how many you want, usually it's two for me, in this case, four, <laughs> then when they come out, you're like, Oh, I need to buy. No, I don't. I really don't. And if, if, if they're online
2: now, but I, I don't need them, so I, I did not buy them. <laughs> well, I mean, it is. There's something to be said about that psychologically, right? I mean, she was the object of your affection for a month. Now you have her, but like now you're seeing her back out there. It's like, oh, yeah, we had this thing for a while. <laughs>
1: it's like your mistress. Well, that
3: leads to the question, kind of speaking of GameStop, how many Wolverine, Jean Grey, and Cyclops three-packs did you buy? Just one. Because there's a lot of heads in there.
2: Yeah, I know. But a pack like that is cool, and I feel like it's necessary to get out there. But I don't need to display one of each. Not at that price, anyway. Those are That's a $60 pack. That's a correct-priced
3: pack at 20 a figure. That's what Legends cost. Okay,
1: but the problem is, is when you have a multi-figure pack, in your head you feel like you should be paying a little less because you're getting less packaging, so therefore you should be getting a deal because you're buying in volume. Yeah, it's
2: a little bit of that, and it's also a little bit of just the sheer volume of exclusives that are hitting right now. These fan channel exclusives... We saw them at Comic-Con, and next thing you know, they're just out there. They're everywhere, and which is, I mean, hey, that's good, but ugh, I guess these are what we're getting right now instead of regular waves. I mean, there's been a couple waves since summer. There's been a Spider-Man wave that was kind of out in the middle of summer, and now the Avengers second wave is kind of hitting. But beyond that, it's been all these fan channel exclusives that you can go pick up, you know, at almost any online retailer You can find them at Best Buy. You can walk into GameStop and see if they have them. It's just all of those add up. If this was the only pack hitting right now, I might have been tempted to buy three of them.
3: Yeah, the Jean Grey seems to be the figure everybody's going nuts for. I like the Cyclops myself. Okay,
1: but we hardly ever get Jean Greys. We get a ton of Wolverines. Not a ton of Cyclops, but Wolverines. I mean, you could bury me in them. Yes, but we don't get Jean Greys very often.
2: And when we do, this is the one that people have been going crazy for since the line came back. Like that original Jean Grey that this is based off of. It's got a new head and a new paint down. That thing was going for 100 $150 for a long, long time. Yeah,
3: if you have an old Rogue, sell it now because I guarantee you Hasbro will do the same thing with Rogue. Right? They'll put
2: it in a multi pack or something because that Rogue is going for what one fifty right now. Yep, and I can't tell if it's because of its Rogue or it's just the one needed to complete the Juggernaut.
3: I think it's because it's Rogue because not the, the rest of the Juggernaut wave is not going for that much. And Juggernaut himself on Dorkside Toys, you could just buy a loose Juggernaut for like forty. They marked him down. They're sitting on Juggernauts; they can't move.
2: <laughs> it is the Rogue factor.
3: I have this problem, though, where I order stuff usually from Big Bad Toy Store. I love their $4 shipping and their pile of loot. And then I go to a GameStop, and before I've gotten my shipment from Big Bad Toy Store, I see the figure there at GameStop, and I'm like, oh, I need it now. (laughs) That's what happened with Deadpool and Giant Man. But Giant Man was a rational decision of, I need one of those to keep in the box, because I think that looks so cool with the airplane hanger in the background. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) That one is definitely a keep in package one. But the Miami Vice Deadpool pack is also a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really enjoying that. Hit Monkey makes a return. They're both in white suits. I, I was in love with this one the day they put it out at Comic Con. But there's
3: so many individual figures right now that I'm having trouble keeping track. And everybody like freaks out. I was at a, uh, a GameStop and the Punisher War Machine figure was there, and. People were freaking out like it was unannounced at that point. Is it a GameStop only exclusive? People were trying to sell it for
2: $150. Now you can get it anywhere. Yeah, but you're right. That's the one out of all these. There's been around six of them or so that have like just kind of hit out there. And that's the one that people were freaking out about. And it was a little bit confusing, too, because if he walked into GameStop and said, hey, I'm looking for the War Machine Punisher figure, they're like, oh, I think we have one. And then they brought out just the Punisher figure. It's like, Mm -hmm. ah, that's (laughs) cool, but that's not what I'm looking for.
3: Yeah, I lucked out. I went to GameStop, and they had two of them right there. And I grabbed two, one to open, one to keep in box. I mean, that Punisher War Machine figure comes with a lot of accessories there that I like. But yeah, I'm, I am have trouble keeping track of what's announced, what's not announced. The Invincible Iron Man. How, wait, what, what was the one that I keep seeing at Walgreens? Because God knows every other Walgreens exclusive, with the exception of The Thing, I could have found. The Thing and the old Punisher with the two Walgreens exclusives I didn't find. But I even found Mr. Fantastic, Silver Surfer, when I was hunting for Moonstar. So then I see Invincible Iron Man. I'm like, wait, wasn't that... Aren't I drowning in them? Wait, no, that's... Uh, infamous Iron
2: Man. (laughs) Right, yeah, the one that looks more like Doctor Doom. (laughs) But keep in mind, every one of these is just a straight-up repaint, which is, you know, whatever, that's what Marvel Legends does. But, like, they're they're doing cool things with these repaints. You know, you get Anti-Agent Venom, which was one of the first exclusive, I think it was the first exclusive to Walgreens, the regular Agent Venom.
3: Yeah, that was around the time they got them. So it's been a long time for that Agent and Anti-Venom. It doesn't, I didn't realize how long it had been. And then, Now I'm hearing complaints about the new big-time Spider-Man. When that came out, and I cannot believe how many years it has been. I looked up the old big-time Spider-Man. That was on the big orange cards. Remember that? Yeah. (laughs) Like before this whole packaging line. And we've had this packaging line for so long now. But people were complaining then, including us, that it was way too fuzzy of lines and the whole figure looked green now people are saying oh the lines are way too clear they're they're too clean it looks it doesn't look like they're glowing it looks like he's just wearing a
2: workout outfit
1: oh dear lord
2: <laughs> <laughs> i won't complain about the paint apps because i would i would prefer a crisp clean line as opposed to a fuzzy line and a fake glowing type of effect but I do feel like they missed a little bit of an opportunity to actually make the green glow in the dark here. That would have been a cool little feature.
1: You know, you could easily paint over some of that clear glow in the dark stuff.
2: I might have to.
1: Yeah, but you shouldn't
3: have to, and I yeah. agree.
1: And they have made Glow in the Dark before, because didn't we get one a few years ago?
2: Not Legends, but there was that Spider-Man wave that we did a whole review on, yeah. and I spent hours in the, the photo studio trying to get pictures of stuff glowing.
3: Yeah, the three and three quarter inch Amazing Spider-Man. Yes, that glowed in the dark. <laughs> and I still, hey, I love Glow in the Dark photography,
2: so I, I do not <laughs> mind spending those hours. <laughs> so I've managed to pick up all of these exclusive fan channel ones, and I've seen Deathlock a few times. I just haven't been able to pull the trigger. Is that a pun? <laughs> He's got so many guns. I'm
3: looking at him. He's got the big bullet thing. Can't pull the trigger. <laughs>
2: <laughs> for whatever reason, that one just feels like I just bought it in the regular line, in his regular costume. I'm guessing he'll be available for a while, and I can always get him when I want to. But I just I haven't been able to do it yet. I picked him up. But I'll agree with you. He was the one I was
3: less excited for. I think I actually was more excited for Deathlock because of the accessories than Invincible Iron Man. But, I mean, come on. All of these are repaints. And we're all too happy to get it because it's upgrades or new outfits, new figures. Definitely. Definitely. Now, when we were at New York Comic-Con, I got a chance to talk with the Hasbro brand team. Always good to see them. I did ask about three and three quarter inch and they're like, well, you know, I just never say never, but there's nothing in the works. And I, I complimented them on the, the Gamerverse stuff they did because I really liked that. It all went on clearance. <laughs> yeah, I bought extra. But then I asked, what about some of the exclusives that were hard to find, like Worthy Cap?" Are those going to be shipping again for the holidays? Will we be having a chance to get those? Because that figure was one that eluded us tremendously.
1: I still have never seen them in the wild. You did buy a open one for me for my collection. And then I was able to get one online.
3: Boxed. Yeah, they did go back after New York Comic Con. They told they gave me like this... Pessimistic answer. Like we don't think anymore of shipping. You might as well go to eBay. But they weren't definitive. Like none are shipping. But they didn't said they didn't think anymore of shipping. Well left hand didn't talk to the right hand because worthy caps have been showing up on walmart.com. Marjorie, you were able to order one there Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing reports all over this country of people like finding them now on discount or taking photos. Here's a dozen worthy caps
2: on pegs. Yeah. And to me, that almost sounds less like Hasbro shipping more and more just like, you know, Walmart's distribution methods weren't all on the same page, you know, like, they just sat in a warehouse somewhere until somebody's like, oh, these are supposed to be out in stores. Get them out there.
1: I know sometimes at Walmart, things get stuck in the back. Like they have these big trailers or they get stuff. And if it doesn't get unpacked, it doesn't get unpacked. And sometimes they find stuff because that's only the reason I can find that things just randomly show up.
3: Well, the reason I don't think it's that is that they went back on Walmart.com, though. And the other thing I'm looking at is on the Star Wars line, they had that Jabba's playset with the Han and Carbonite, and those sold out online in the spring. But then once October hit and they started putting out the new Star Wars stuff, those Jabba playsets are everywhere, and those are even showing up online again. I think that there was always a plan of
2: getting these out for the holidays. (laughs) That's my conspiracy theory. I have no proof of it. It's very possible. It just doesn't feel very much like a... Holiday-ish thing to me. I mean, unless you're a collector and a fan and looking for this specific one, it just looks like another Captain America figure on
1: the pegs. However, I will tell you that even like the most basic, fair-weather, casual Marvel fans, this is the cap that they all love because he was holding Thor's hammer. So I think if you're going to buy one action figure and you're an Avengers person, this is the one you're buying.
3: But keep in mind, you don't even know Mjolnir's there. The Walmart box came, and Marjorie opens it up, and she's like, "They sent the wrong figure." And I'm looking at her like, really? No, look, there's no mule here. And I'm looking at her like, really? Look in the side <laughs> of the package, dear. <laughs> it was a fun moment for me.
1: I was a bit So I'm sorry. <laughs> I was kind of sad, though.
3: But New York Comic Con is really when Hasbro started major announcements of Marvel Legends. Instead of revealing everything in New York Comic Con like they normally do, they went to England. They went to Canada. They went to Mexico. They went to
1: Paris. It went all over Germany, basically anywhere that was having a convention that was not in the United States.
3: I don't know how they picked the conventions they picked, but there have been a lot of new Marvel Legends announcements recently, so it's been hard for me to keep up and I'm on their press list. So I thought, why don't we do a roundup here and just put in one place all of the Marvel Legends that have been announced in the past five weeks? And it's hard to believe they've spread this out over five weeks, but I think it is easy to get a little bit confused on some of this. The first thing and the biggest thing is they're finally releasing the Stan Lee figure in Legends. I know that that had been a -a Build-A-Figure for quite some time that was rumored, pictures leaked, but Hasbro to this day will
2: not admit that was ever a plan. (laughs) Even though there's packaging showing him as a -a Build-A-Figure.
3: Yeah, and they like... "Mm." Nope, we've only done three Stan Lee figures. We did Mayor Stan Lee and Superhero Squad. We did the Stan Lee for San Diego Comic-Con, and now this one.
2: Well, I- I'm glad we're finally getting him. And looks like we're getting somewhat of a new civilian body style here. Like, at first glance, you just want to be like, oh, it's that same suited body. But it's like, nope, he's wearing loafers. And that's, a, that's like a members-only type of jacket he's wearing, not a coat. And we got a button-up shirt with an open collar
1: this is clearly made so you can swap out an old man head and get old man captain america paint the jacket tan you've got old man cap
2: but as we were talking about before hasbro doesn't make parts just to use once for the most part especially with something like this so we we will see more bodies like this being used for more figures in the future and maybe old man cap is something that they could pop in a two-pack sometime down the line
3: I could see them doing that possibly, but this is specifically, this isn't just Stan Lee as a figure, but this is supposed to be Stan Lee as he appeared in Avengers. This is his outfit when he was in the park going, superheroes in New York? Hmm. And that's why he comes with a chessboard. I I thought he was carrying a briefcase for some reason.
1: businessman.
3: But that is the chessboard folded up from... The park there where he was playing chess, as for the
2: Captain America shield, well, that's pure fan service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so you can put it next to the figure on your shelf and people are like, why do you have an old, oh, it's Stanley, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's coming
3: in kind of a cool box with Excelsior on the side and things. I mean, they really went all out and put his autograph all over the place like he was want to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you. While I was disappointed to not get him as a Build-A-Figure, that's just more of a timing thing. I'm glad they, they took a step back and decided to give him his own unique release with his own packaging in the long run.
1: It is a nice tribute, I think.
3: This was up for pre-order already, but it's not shipping till like, late spring. But as soon as New York Comic Con happened, they did put this up for order on
2: Target, and it went other places as well. Yeah, you can order directly on Hasbro Pulse as well. So it's it shouldn't be too hard to get a hold of, but it's one of those that, like, you know you're gonna want it. Might as well pre-order it now and just play that waiting game.
3: I got a Target Red Card, so I saved five percent and got free shipping. Take that, Hasbro Pulse. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just gave him an idea. How about a How about a Hasbro Pulse card?
1: Oh boy!
3: <laughs> and then also at New York Comic Con, got some new
2: mutant figures revealed. Not new mutant figures, but new figures <laughs> that are mutants. <laughs> Yeah, we're kind of coming around the bend here. We're kind of starting to like get redos of Hasbro's relaunch of Marvel Legends back in the day. Like, here we're getting Blue Suit Deadpool and a Warpath that were both Toys R Us exclusives back in the day. And those Toys R Us exclusive
3: figures have gone. Crazy in price. I remember how hard I had to hunt to get the Red Deadpool because I was like, I don't collect six inch figures back then. And fortunately, a listener helped us out tremendously because that one had already gone up just in three months since it had been released. And now, those two packs in package,
2: I see them regularly in the $200 range. Yeah, I mean, and that's where we got up until, you know, just this year at Comic Con when we got this new Comic Hulk body, which is much bigger the best version of Hulk was. I mean, for years, that Hulk in those two packs was the standard for a comic version of Hulk. So it's good its good that they're kind of coming around the bend here, you know, and like keeping Deadpool in the line. You know, they've done him in so many different ways. But, you know, hey, I- I'm glad to see the repaint going a little further than just, oh, he's gray, he's red. Here we're getting that classic blue X-Men suit.
3: Yeah, that's... I think people are going to be really happy for that. I do think it will also help level out the secondary market. And
2: like you said, the same thing with Warpath. And then we're getting a sunspot here. That's pretty cool. Still using that same old wacky black magic effect.
1: (laughs) Well, it's normally a different color. They just painted it black for this one. But it actually looks (laughs) kind of good in black. I think if you added a touch of iridescence to it, I think it'd look really good.
3: Where I think it would be good is if they added some more of that black light paint. They haven't done enough black light figures. They haven't done any since the Doctor Strange wave. That was, what, 16? Oh, yeah. It's, it's been a while. Yeah, I got up, I put up a whole black lighting setup in my photo studio for those, and I've never had a chance to use it again. I think Sunspot would have been a place. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see some of these coming out. And then because some of those Fantastic Four figures also are going up in price in the secondary market, primarily Thing, but I know Mr. Fantastic's kind of hard to find. They're coming out in a mainline wave now, but in modern outfits get a bearded Mr. Fantastic. I'm kind of proud of myself. I noticed it was new hair on Sue Storm, but they kept the same face. They're trying to make sure comic characters keep the same face from figure to figure so that you can tell, you know,
2: it's the same person, not just head swapped. Yeah, I mean, this is obviously a different iteration of the team, and I guess I'm kind of glad they're doing this because it would feel like too much too soon after spending the last four or five years slowly collecting Fantastic Four at Walgreens one at a time. But it's good that they're getting Thing out there, and his outfit isn't so different that if you miss the original Thing and you want to add this one to your classic Fantastic Four set, you can go ahead and do that and skip the rest of the wave if it's not doing it for you. But you're not going to want to skip the rest of that wave.
3: Which figure is it? I mean, keep in mind, we did not get a human Johnny Storm in the other wave
2: I Right. We only got the full Flamed On version. Yep. It's just the, the reversed out outfits, you know? So if you're... You know, looking for a classic version of Fantastic Four, this this isn't going to do it for you. But, you know what, if you have the other ones, you might be able to do some part swapping here.
3: Yeah, I was definitely thinking that with the Mr. Fantastic blue fingers, they look like they could swap around. And I, I kind of like the bearded head on him. It makes that one significantly different compared, and the same with Johnny Storm, as compared to Sue and Thing, which, again, everybody wanted a big thing, so now they can
1: get one. <laughs> we all want a big thing, yes. That's exactly it, Arnie. It's it's the rest of this wave that has
2: me excited. You know, we're getting She Hulk in that brand new sculpt that we saw for the first time at Comic Con with the totally ripped jeans and the I think they said she's about seven inches tall, maybe a little taller, which is impressive. And finally, finally, finally we're getting a modern, awesome classic Doom figure. Well, I mean, you say finally, finally, finally. Keep in mind, I mean, we
3: got that just how many years ago on that orange card? I remember the white one? And then
2: I, I went to eBay and got the Europe one that looks just like this. Yeah, and that one <laughs> that one was good, but it wasn't... Even then, it wasn't up to the standards that Hasbro had already gotten to. Like, it felt like an older version of a figure when Hasbro is doing much better with other ones in the line. This one has me excited. I'll say that. You sent me pictures from New York showing the detail in his cloak. They spared no attention to detail here. Every little part of him is lovingly created.
3: Yeah, I I was actually being somewhat facetious that the green figure was supposed to be a running variant here like the red Deadpool that they were doing way back when and they just, you know, they they kind of had a problem where they stopped shipping stuff and <laughs> we never got some of those figures. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Cyclops, Phoenix Force, but yeah, now we're finally getting this here. And the She-Hulk we've talked about, or just Hulk as she's called in this iteration, all right, it's a Fantastic Four wave. She-Hulk was in the Fantastic Four for a while, but I think they're kind of cheating by doing this iteration of her. I would love to have a She-Hulk in the Fantastic Four outfit. That's,
2: you know, maybe they can do that as a Walgreens exclusive, so it can be the classic outfit. But I think at the same time, they try to do themed waves, but at the same time, not keep it fully all from one source at a time. And she's the only somewhat outlier here. You got the full Fantastic Four team and Doom. And she's going to, no matter, I mean, if you put her in a Fantastic Four outfit, I think it's going to cause a little bit of confusion on the shelf, to be honest with you.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I think people don't know her as Fantastic Four. And yeah, who, who's the brunette in there? Yeah.
3: <laughs> Well, uh, the Build-a-Figure has me excited though. I mean, you want to go back to theme yes. Super Scroll with interchangeable arms there. Yep. It heads.
2: And this is going back like they did a Build-a-Figure Super Scroll back in the day with a Fantastic Four wave. So, kind of feels like the old days again. We're we're building a Super Scroll with different arms and all that stuff in a Fantastic Four wave. Feels like 2007 all over again.
3: Was that Hasbro who did that? I, for some reason, I didn't realize that was Hasbro that did the Super Skrull. Yep. I always thought it was Toy Biz, so okay. I learned something new today. But I've heard people saying they're going back now and buying some of those Captain Marvel figures like Talos and things because of Super Skrull. Any idea why? I mean, are they just putting a Talos head on
2: here so they can build a scroll army or... Well, I don't know. There's nothing jumping out of me that makes me want to put a Talos head on this. <laughs> <laughs> or is there? I, I can't imagine they'd
3: want to put this head on Talos. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't figure it out, but they were talking about it. Listeners, let us know. And this is all up for order right now. There's your case assortment. Two dooms, two things. The fact that you get two things is actually pretty cool because there's a lot of plastic there, and knowing how they price them out by the case, I'm surprised that they could put two things in there. But then over in Paris, new announcements. Again, from those two-packs. I think that's the last time we got a comic-based Winter Soldier, isn't it? Those Toys R Us two-packs? Yeah. Yeah, I would think so. And now he's coming out again in a future wave, and we were shown a, a Build-A-Figure. Demo Goblin, which Ooh. I know there's a lot of part reuse there, but I love that flaming glider, and I love that tongue coming out of his mouth. That in the in the press photo, I'm now realizing it almost looks like an alien thing where a head is coming out, or like uh, like an eye. It looks kind of like the thing at Jabba's
2: palace that asks who you <laughs> are is coming out of his
3: mouth. But
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, as you said, there's probably a lot of reused parts here from. Green Goblin and Hobgoblin and all that stuff. But it looks like they've done enough new stuff, too. Like, the hands look new. The head's definitely new. Different rips on his cuffs on his arm. So it's, you know, good reuse of parts to make it feel like a new enough figure. Then over at the unboxing toy convention, here's a couple I didn't see
3: coming. Superior Octopus, which a newer version of a character there, kind of a Spider-Man with Doc Ock arms and a cool green paint job. And White Rabbit, who I've read a
2: lot of Spider-Man comics. I do not know White Rabbit. Mm, me neither. But they they teased her. They showed her at Comic-Con in the panel. So, like, we've known she's coming. It's just, to me, that one, it's a unique-looking figure. It's cool-looking. But it also kind of says to me, like, hey, every time people are in the toy aisle, they're, they're looking at those Fortnite figures that can be almost anything they want. So we kind of want to do anything we want.
3: (laughs) I did see another argument kind of break out in the Facebook collecting groups where people are like, I don't know who this character is. And they're like, so you complain because you keep getting the same figures over and over another Wolverine, another Spider-Man, and then you complain because you don't know who the character is. I would much rather have a character I don't know than another reiteration of a figure they just put out
2: two years ago. I'm with you there. You know, sometimes we need a good update to a figure. And sometimes it's fun to get something that's completely new. And you know what? It's not a lazy repaint. There's new parts all over this figure, too. So, hey, have at it. Whenever you want to do something brand new, I'm all for it. Even if it's a character I'm not totally familiar with.
3: I agree. I mean, there are times when they've hit these D-list, F-list characters like Spider-Bitch where I get really excited. And a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? Because they didn't read Old Man Logan. So, here, somebody's probably really excited for White Rabbit. But I also like that it introduces me to new characters, because I'll be looking her up and learning more about the character because of the figure. hmm And that reveals that whole wave, then, between what they revealed at San Diego Comic-Con and now. We get the two Game Reverse figures, Superior Octopus, Shang-Chi, which I know Marjorie is most <laughs> excited for.
1: Shang-Chi is my go-to joke of, do you really need that?
2: Look at him, though. He comes with ten hands. And nunchucks. <laughs> He's the mega T, mega tie, mega toe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: And then a classic vulture, continuing on with that Sinister Six, White Rabbit, and you build a demogoblin. That wave is up for order now.
2: Yep. Those gamerverse figures, while cool, they're starting to give me a little bit of shades of those years when, like, the Spider-Man figures off to the side were doing like firefighter Spider-Man, scuba Spider-Man. You know, kind of kind of getting in there, but. I think they're cool looking. Hey, hey
3: Justin, while you're complaining about that, can you head to your GameStop and pick me up another one of those PS4 Spider-Mans? I could use another one. You know, they're they're just sitting there, right? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I, like i said i'm not complaining i'm just saying it's that's it's reminding me of those type of designs
3: <laughs> i saw somebody selling a loose legends ps4 spider-man on facebook for 45 dollars and i'm like wait you are, do you think you have a figure arts? what are you doing and then i looked at the pricing and i went oh they've sold out and gone up huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> now over in barcelona, barcelona. They revealed a couple new versions of X Men characters, Dark Beast and Jean Grey. That Beast is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, he's like Rastaman Beast. Yeah, it
3: was like braided yeah. <laughs>
2: dreadlocks.
1: <laughs> but now he looks downright scary, and he has
2: Colossus's legs. Yeah, I don't know what the the segmented pant thing is, but it <laughs> must be from the from the comic material. <laughs> And Jean Grey looks like she's just getting out of a jazzercise class.
1: She does, yes. And so she threw on her shrug because it's a little chilly, and she's heading now to Jamba Juice to get her lunch. I, I think
3: the Hasbro press people went a little overboard with the effects here because to me it looks like Jean Grey is about to do the Michael Jackson going to rock with you with the smoke machine and the yeah. green lasers. <laughs>
2: Because the designer and me can't help but notice that it's the exact same foggy smoke effect on both pictures.
3: No, it's slightly different. <laughs> it is different because if you look here, it curves into a thin tendril, and over here it does not.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. There's some photoshopping going on to make them somewhat different, but there's plenty of similarities here that I could point out. We're gonna have to do like this is a breeder film. Oh, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah. it's not like the photographer standing behind the figure blowing vape smoke at it while he's taking each photo
3: now over (laughs) in italy at lucha comic and games convention three more legends were revealed two with the same blue smoke (laughs) we have sunfire and wild child and then in the middle without any blue smoke a comic-based crossbones and that's been a while too for crossbones and Sunfire,
2: my God, that's going way back. 08. I still remember finding that figure at a TJ Maxx and being so excited that I found a convention exclusive at TJ Maxx for like five or six bucks back in the day. <laughs> and it looks like they're doing a good job, like keeping the the same vibe here. I mean, it's a translucent yellow plastic with that same painted on black detail. But, you know, with the updated articulation. So I'll be happy to pick that one up when it comes out.
3: Wild Child's another character I'm not entirely familiar with, but I'm looking at that body and I'm like, they're really close to making a vermin. That rat character <laughs> from Spider-Man comics who was well used in Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah. I, I think that, that this thin, like, you can see all the muscles, gaunt body, they could reuse it in that way.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just keep seeing, like, an emaciated saber tooth. <laughs>
1: that's it that is what i'm looking at it's <laughs> yeah he was left outside too long and now he's starving and it's sad call aspca on him
2: yeah it's saber that's been sitting at the pound for a couple of weeks
3: <laughs> crossbones in the middle looks like a badass figure and i'm i'm curious why they're choosing now to bring that character back i mean I don't think we're gonna be seeing them in any media, but maybe just popular
2: demand? Yeah, I don't know. And it's different from from the original ones. You know, it, it feels more comic-y than other releases. I don't know, like can't put my finger on exactly what it is. Maybe it's the, the not very detailed bones on his chest or something, but it just it feels almost in that cartoony realm rather than the realistic.
1: He looks like a juggalo.
3: <laughs> See, and I i don't know that he looks like a juggalo. To me, really, I'm thinking of the game Grim Fandango with the Mexican Day of the Dead with those teeth, and the fact that the
2: black paint makes his jaw look both like it's jutting out and like it's really small. Mm. And whatever tubes or whatever are coming off his back that I can't really make out with the black background, the, I'm just kind of getting like a cartoonish Bane vibe. Yes, I was thinking Bane a little bit with those tubes. <laughs> Now, going over to London,
3: two more figures, Spymaster, because when you're spying on somebody, you want to wear the brightest yellow (laughs) and blue that you can get.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, and a nice bright red pistol to go along with it. Totally incognito. And then Strong Guy. Did we know about Strong Guy from San Diego? Yep, they made a big deal about it. They finally teased him. And they announced it, and the crowd went wild. So That's what I thought. It's it's the one that people have been asking for for years and years. Every Q&A session, somebody's asking about Strong Guy, and they're finally doing it. And then finally, just last week, they weren't even at a con.
3: They just couldn't stop announcing stuff. (laughs) But they're doing a Gamerverse Iron Man, quote, inspired by (laughs) Marvel's (laughs) Avengers video game coming out in 2020.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the model looks like from the game, but I'm telling you, I'm looking at this thing, and it looks like a lot of new parts. Like, even the feet have parts I don't recognize. So th- they might have just sculpted some crazy-looking Iron Man. It's like, well, this is close enough to that game thing. Let's put them out here.
3: Yeah, I just it, because this is inspired by, I just assumed they were taking some liberties. Maybe not. Maybe I'm doing this figure wrong, and because they've done so many Iron Mans, I'm just... Iron blindness.
1: But, you know, I'm really surprised that we didn't get a really great Tony Stark's death Iron Man. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I think that's still missing that we didn't... Because we got Cap with Mjolnir. We didn't get the demise of Tony Stark.
3: It's kind of a morbid figure, though. It and is, however... They don't go deep with the MCU like that. Yeah. It's not like Revenge of the Sith, where every figure was from the movie, and we can get an Anakin on death table or rebuilding table as he's turning into Vader. In this case, I think that that's a customizer's dream and something for Hot Toys to make.
1: Yeah, just with the power gauntlet. I mean, I, I just think
3: it's worth keeping in mind. figure Arts and Hot Toys make far more movie figures than Hasbro does. True. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Hasbro is in the business to, and I don't envy them because they have to look at all these waves and all these different outlets and they have to like split this difference between fans that only collect comic stuff, fans who only collect movie stuff. And now that maybe there's a new segment of fans that only collect in game type of stuff. I mean, now they're not totally catering to them, but like, I do like what they're doing here. Every once in a while, they pop out a game inspired figure.
3: And to move on, that is the end of their announcements. So we hope we've helped you by putting them all in one place so you can keep track of everything. It's kind of like how their presentations used to be before they decided, hey, we could take this job and use it for vacations and go all over the world. (laughs) I hope they took their
2: wives.
1: Yeah, I'd be pretty mad if you're going on a work trip to Italy and didn't take me.
2: It's a good job if you can get it, I'll say that. But that's not it for exclusives and exclusives that are already out. When they were overseas, they released a couple new exclusives, one of
3: which was, like, the worst kept secret since Monica Lewinsky,
2: which was this gray <laughs> Hulk.
1: Yeah, everyone knew about this because it was up on Amazon.
2: Yeah, Am- Amazon Mexico had it up for, like, ten minutes. Some people were able to order it and had it, like, within a few days. Then it got pulled down, and that was... God, that felt like August. It was a while ago. Yeah, it was. it was right after San Diego when we got the green one, so August is
3: probably right. And some people were going, as they always do, oh no, that's a lie, that's a custom. But people had photos of the Amazon page. And so we all just kind of sat back knowing that Hasbro wouldn't do as dirty like that because this was selling for 200 on eBay because it was only sold for such a brief time. But no, they released that as a European comic exclusive. I ended up getting it on Entertainment Earth. They released these exclusives
2: almost like fan channels here in the States i mean yeah i mean this shouldn't be too hard to get i i ordered it on bestbuy.com and was able to pick it up at a local store so and I think it's available on Amazon now, and you can even pick it up in GameStops. But GameStop, for some reason, has this one as set at a premium price where it's, I think, 39 everywhere else. They have it for like $59. Yeesh. And Best Buy is sold out of this. Uh, I had a Best
3: Buy coupon the other day and was looking because I was ordering some on sale IG 88s, and they were completely sold out of Grey Hulk. But Best Buy does still have this Deadpool.
2: Yay! Another Deadpool.
3: How is this one different? I'm looking. Is is he just brighter cherry red and more strappy? I'm I'm getting Deadpool blind
2: just like I'm iron blind. Yeah. I mean there's no new parts here. It's just maybe a mixing and matching of parts used from Deadpools that we've already gotten with different colors. Like I don't think we've had red straps with a red belt before, but it's just more matching that that old toy biz figure that came out so it's trying to look more toyish while still being a marvel legend.
1: And it's on a different card.
2: Yep. And for that I mean for that reason I only have one so far. Like I bought one to keep on a card. I don't feel the need to have one of these open.
3: I got one for carded and one to open. I am an opener first and foremost. I would like one of every figure to open and then in special cases maybe get one on a card and these vintage figures you know I'm not 100% sure I'm keeping them on cards but I got a set of each I mean god dang that first wave is so cheap now I think I saw them on Big Bad Toy Store last week they were having a, a one week sale we could get that entire first wave for like
2: $55 yeah <laughs> I don't know if they overproduced or over expected the the nostalgia factor of them but like I thought that those like they got snatched up pretty quick when they first came out, and I think maybe they just overshipped them because that second wave is a little bit harder to find. I've, I've seen some of them go on clearance here and there, and they, they kind of died on the pegs at Walmart, but they didn't hang around as much as that first wave, which I still see.
3: Yeah, and the X-Men ones were harder to get. But then speaking of international exclusives, it came out that they are re-releasing some MCU figures over in the U.K., on new packaging, and everybody was like, oh my God, is this the new packaging they were talking about that has no plastic? Is this what Marvel Legends will look like? And Dwight and the Hasbro guys were kind of chuckling at New York Comic-Con, like, it's just a coincidence. We had no idea Hasbro was going to say they were moving to green packaging, and we just don't tell you guys about this because you're smart enough to figure it out when it's just a repack for a different country. (laughs) (laughs) So... We just let it go and then it became this big conspiracy theory. But what we have here are repacked
2: figures without build a figure parts shipping only in the UK. But is, is that to say the UK is not getting regular waves? I don't understand. To me, this feels like what they're doing with Star Wars with the archive line, like re releasing harder to find figures from when the line first started on a card rather than in a box. But these are all pretty current figures that are, you know, should be easily attainable. almost any online store
1: but what here's what i wondered and i tried to look it up and i couldn't find it and it took me down like this another rabbit hole but i wonder if there are different packaging rules that are happening over in england that is facilitating some of this because you know we're behind the times with recycling and smart packaging and you know they have different rules over there for toy safety and that's why they have to have the special little symbol on there. So I wondered if the reason these are happening like this, is there something different?
3: I don't think so. This is additive. They still get the figures in our packages too. That's weird. Why
1: would you go through the extra expense for this?
3: I'm wondering if they're cheaper because they don't have a build-a-figure part. So they were able to keep the price a little lower. I was able to get all of these on eBay except for one, and that is the Far From Home Spider-Man. I don't know why that figure the impossible one to get from this wave. No trouble getting Night Monkey. <laughs> Night Monkey was readily available. But if I wanted the actual new outfit Spider-Man, I cannot find that anywhere on eBay. Interesting. Hmm.
2: Interesting.
3: And then over in China, and anything from China makes me suspect anymore. I have bought too many things on ebay and then found out they came from china and found out i got totally effing ripped off i bought some Kotobukiya statues and oops it's a china fake but apparently this is legit and these are awesome special legends packaging repackaged figures for china i love the boxes i love the art but i never want to hear a listener again say they come out with too many spider-mans because i can't find this spider-man either this pizza <laughs> this is Pizza Spidey again third release I think cuz we got him on the vintage card we got him the pizza box now we're getting him here this sold out on eBay
2: in a blink wow yeah I mean there's something about that sculpt I mean that I guess this is the most iconic version of of comic book Spidey out there so you know, fans love it. And then we got the Iron Man I was able to get, and I cannot find
3: this Captain America either, and I really want him for that box.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That box is beautiful.
3: If any listeners have tips, I have eBay saved searches. I have like seven different saved searches with different words for these. If I'm just not looking in the right place, please let me know. I'm I'm not asking you to send it to me. I'm more than willing to pay eBay prices, but I just I just can't find them on eBay. And I'm three figures away from an international set now. It's
2: driving me nuts. And you get a free sub if you complete it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and then other types of figure collecting. Going retro a little bit. Did you know that at Disney Store they have a Toy Biz Marvel Superhero shirt?
2: That's kind of cool. I hadn't seen that, but that's, that's kind of fun.
3: Yeah, I didn't realize it. It was sent in by a listener. I knew that they were doing Marvel Legends shirts, and we'll get to those in a minute because those were also announced at New York Comic Con. But I found some other toy shirts just by accident. I was over at Box Lunch, and the Bandai Movie Realization figures, they have shirts for those now. And don't tell me that it's not for those figures because those figures, I did the design first, and look at this. There's the Captain America figure from Bandai, and there's the shirt. Yep. See,
2: to me, I think it works better as art than it does as a figure.
3: I kind of do too, but I, I also think if I were wearing that shirt, people would be in the right to ask me what the hell I'm wearing.
1: I don't know. I, those are so niche. You know what I mean? <laughs>
3: I mean, I kind of like the art, I do, but maybe as a as a phone wallpaper, not as a shirt. <laughs> I guess it would be a good con shirt, because people at cons are usually on the inner circle. But, like, when I wear geek shirts out, and I pretty much wear one every day, be it Nightmare on Elm Street, Marvel, Star Wars. I get a lot of comments on my shirts and a lot of questions about my shirts, and so I, I've become kind of defensive about what I wear, and I overthink how are people going to react
2: to the shirt, and I think the Samurai Captain America would invite questions. Yeah, I mean, it's not a hard answer. I mean, it's, yeah, it's just a samurai inspired by Captain America. What's bothering me is the choice to whatever reason... Crop that image off at mid leg <laughs> and not have a school feet showing.
1: <laughs> the mid-shin cut. It's the new bust. I mean, what are you talking about? All the statues now are not gonna have feet, Justin.
2: Well, if you go back one, you get the entire crew and they have feet. Does that make you feel better? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like I don't know why on this particular image it's like uh oh, we're we're cropping it here. <laughs>
1: Because somebody made the style choice that it looked better to cut him off literally at the knees than to make the <laughs> image smaller.
3: We're going to talk about this more in our gift guide episode. But Box Lunch has almost become like a cafe press where they have all of this art on all these different shirts. And I think it's print to order because you can pick different types of shirts, different color of shirts and all of that, I literally wonder if somebody wasn't paying attention and, like, chose maximum size and went by width instead of height.
2: It's, it's very possible. Or it could just be that's how the artist drew it, because it was on, you know, if, if that's framed, it looks fine. But when it's floating in the middle of a T-shirt, you just <laughs> notice the cutoff.
3: <laughs> no, he just has, he's, he's on tiptoes. He's a ballerina samurai. <laughs> But I know what I'm cosplaying as I've never cosplayed before, but I'm cosplaying next to San Diego Comic Con as a Hasbro employee. I'm going to wear the Marvel Legends series shirt. Because Dwight gave me some crap at the convention. He's like, we don't want any of you pretending to be Hasbro employees. Arnie, we've had to talk about that. Like, just because I know more than half the people in the booth does not mean I'm pretending to work for you. Right. <laughs> But now you can.
1: They'll probably change their shirt next year, I'm guessing.
3: I think it's kind <laughs> of awesome, though. And, Marjorie, you ordered these day one, right? I did. But these were the only ones they had up after New York Comic Con, and I kind of forgot about them until I was looking, but they now have a lot more Marvel Legends shirts up. And one of them, the next one here, I think it almost looks like the game screen for, like, Marvel vs. Capcom, where you're picking your character. But it's all <laughs> Marvel Legends figures.
2: Yeah. Looks cool. I'm trying to figure out... Are these like full waves? Are they just... No, I think it's just random selections from over the years. It really is random. Wasn't Black Bolt a long time ago?
3: And then we got the Death Lock, an old Phoenix. Yeah, this is just all over the place.
2: I don't <laughs> see any rhyme or reason here.
3: I think that's the brand new She-Hulk that we were just talking
2: about. There's that $150 Rogue. Yeah, and like the original bringing back Marvel Legends... Comic Con Thor down there on the bottom level. Uh huh. That's who that is. Yes, I thought that was, the helmet was throwing me, and in the small image,
3: I'm like, is that Magneto? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a cool concept. Some listeners on our web on our Facebook page were saying it would be awesome if you could like pick your characters here. Like you could do a whole Spider-Man villains thing. Oh, or that
1: would be cool.
3: An entire MCU type shirt where it was all MCU legends or something.
2: This. It says you like toys. <laughs> yep. And it's almost too many. If I if I was to design this shirt, I'd probably cut it off by two columns. You know, maybe maybe do like five or six per row.
1: As we saw before with the samurai. Apparently, the style is to make them as large as possible on the front of the shirt, which I think is just horrendous.
3: Yeah, if we look at the next one, I mean, I love the figures on the shirts, but I'm not sure how I feel about the style. This legendary collector one, I mean, again, it's very geeky. It's very in the know for it. But the figures you're getting there, it it looks like the old backs of the packages when like it was telling you the whole figures in a wave. But again, these aren't waves here. These are just
2: figures over many years yeah but that's exactly what it is it's that's the way they used to display the entire wave on the back of the box they'd give you like you know half of a shot and put the name on it but yeah i don't i don't think this this one doesn't work as well as the original one that we looked at
3: where it gets cooler in my mind is starting with the next shirt here i really like the promo shot wolverine with the red smoke and the Build-A-Figure Juggernaut, I mean, if you want to go Action Figure, I like that they use the diagram
2: of how to assemble the Juggernaut. Yeah, the schematics of the articulation and everything, It's, yeah, I like that a lot.
3: But again, I think I'd like that more on, like, behind my figures than on my chest, whereas the Wolverine, people might not even notice it's a figure. They might just think I'm wearing a cool Wolverine shirt.
1: Again, I think it's kind of an in-the-know thing, but yeah, I... I don't think your average person's gonna know that's a figure. And the
3: same thing with the next couple, the Oh Snap Thanos or the Deadpool. I think here these are these shirts are making a lot of sense to me.
2: Yeah, they they lend themselves to being artwork on a shirt, where a schematic of how a build a figure work doesn't necessarily work on a shirt.
3: And I would not be upset if they did all of their Marvel Legends comic covers as shirts. I. Always have a little bit of a problem with a comic cover as a shirt because it's a bit of a sandwich sign. It's a perfect square <laughs> on your chest. But wh- I, I've always loved what they did here. I, you know, with the recreation of what is this, Hulk 181? Yes, it is. It's right there on my screen. Yes, Hulk 181. <laughs> I, I there was, like, you go. Going off memory. When was the first <laughs> appearance of Wolverine?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, out of all those, I think I'm most drawn to just the straight up Marvel Legends logo shirt.
3: Yeah, That's the one I bought. I ended up buying a couple of these just because I thought they were really cool and would be fun to wear at cons, but uh, some of them are... I, I'm excited that this is a the way they're going. I think that there's some growing pains on the shirt design people, but I think that, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more toy representation on shirts.
2: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to see this is happening, and if they keep it going, I'm sure I'll pick and choose my way into a full wardrobe of them. <laughs>
3: Now, something came up just today I wanted to bring up on the show. There's been another controversy over in the Marvel Select Collectors Group. This picture just came out, I don't know if it was Reddit or Instagram, I think Instagram, of this Endgame Hulk and Thanos. And that Hulk is very different than the Hulk that they showed. On the picture on the left, that's the Instagram photo that was posted. On the right is a photo I took myself at, I believe that was San Diego, no, New York Comic Con.
1: Did, did you Photoshop yours to make him thinner? Notice the figures look vastly different. Yeah, hmm. it, it's honestly like tagged photo versus profile photo.
3: <laughs> look at the articulation difference. Look at the joints there. You could definitely see different sculpts.
2: Yeah, completely different like textures going on in the midsection. That's it's a completely different figure.
3: Yeah, look, you're right. Because take a look at the shaping in there versus flat there. Yeah, all the textures, the
2: knees, completely different knees.
1: The hips are completely different. It's yeah. like the joints are at the top instead of like the ball joint where they should be.
3: And then if you go back again, look at what comes with this figure. You just get two alternate hands. But when they had it on display, where's, where's the gauntlet? Where's the nano gauntlet?
2: Interesting.
3: Well, Zach Oat had to come out and talk about this because people were like throwing up a storm. And what he said made perfect sense. This figure that was revealed on Instagram is not supposed to be out until December 9th. And what this is, is a Disney Store exclusive Hulk from Endgame now diamond doesn't announce they don't preview they don't talk about disney store exclusives because that's their contract disney gets to announce these that's why we're always surprised when like we got our far from home spider-man a couple weeks ago so what's this figure this figure is an upgraded version with new sculpting and new accessories and more movie accurate, that is going to be a wide release next year. Hmm. What they did was they had had something for Disney earlier, kind of like, remember they did that with Spider-Man Homecoming where you could get him with or without the fireman's hat? Yeah. And here, Disney stores are getting a Endgame Hulk first, but it has nowhere near the detail or anything it's just simply a lesser figure and by taking more time with it and having final models from the movie and things the wide release is going to be a lot better figure so people who are like thinking it was a bait and switch you showed us this at all the cons and yet we're getting that no you're actually getting both if you
2: want right yeah no mystery solved that's exactly what is we're looking at here we're looking at an early version of the movie hulk that they got into production in time for Disney to have their exclusive on the shelves before Christmas. And that's what you're seeing. Mm-hmm. Once they have all the time that they need to get the accuracy and all the sculpting done, we'll see the, the better version out at regular retail in the new year. Yeah.
3: It's almost a before and after
2: shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the problem was people thought the good shot was the before shot. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, two completely different. I mean, like they started completely over on the on the second version.
3: <laughs> well, keep in mind, I mean, when it comes to the Nano Gauntlet, it wasn't even supposed to look like this. That's why Hasbro's toy was all silver. If you look at the behind-the-scenes stuff of Mark Ruffalo filming, he was he had a silver gauntlet, not a red gauntlet.
1: I just noticed that the Disney store, his hands looks like he's having some sort of allergic reaction to shellfish. They're so (laughs) swollen, aren't they? (laughs) It looks like like his his gloves are too tight and he's had some bad shellfish or something.
2: (laughs) The whole thing just looks kind of puffy and undetailed next to the, the highly textured other one.
3: I know, it almost looks like the 5-inch Hasbro figures versus the
2: 6-inch Legends figures.
3: You know, it is that <laughs> level
2: of difference. <laughs> well, if I had to pick one, you can guess it's not going to be the Disney-exclusive one. Yeah,
3: so if if you're jonesing for an Endgame Hulk, but you're only getting one, don't jump right away. It'll probably be out, you know, on December 9th. I imagine that Diamond and Zack were kind of backed into a corner to reveal that when normally they can't. But, uh, yeah, we still have the good one coming with the Nano Gauntlet.
1: So this is something that caused a big to-do, in in a good way, was... Barbie line came out with Marvel dolls, which they're actually dolls, not action figures. and They did Star Wars around the same time, and I think these are actually pretty awesome. We got to see them up close at GameStop.
3: There was an employee there who was like so excited to talk to you about these.
1: She probably doesn't get many girls that come in and want to talk toys, and she said that she loved to talk toys, but no one ever wants to talk about toys. So we had a great time talking about them, and honestly, the packaging is really awesome, and they actually actually look pretty cool. I really think that the Mystique is good. The only thing I don't like is they, they can't do good knee joints when you're naked like that. so Nakey. nakey. <laughs>
2: well I don't know like the Barbies that Rory used to play with used to have like rubbery legs that had just like you know hidden articulation so there was no no knee joints but you could bend them any which way you wanted.
1: I think they've upgraded these to more like action figure joints because I don't remember Barbie's Having these like that, and I've, it's been a long time since I had Barbies, and I really did not like to play with Barbies as much as I did like to play with, like, Matchbox Cars and G.I. Joe. But, yeah, I mean, I think they did a great job on the costumes. The packaging, they have really knocked it out of the park, and it's a ne- really neat collectible, I think. We
3: didn't take a picture of the back, but when we walked in, the back was a, a portrait of the character. I was walking into the store, and I saw this giant comic book rendition of mystique and i'm like i love mystique what is that and then i'm like oh barbie
2: (laughs) it's it's nothing that i would buy but i can appreciate everything that's gone into this like everything you're saying is right on it's like they split the difference between a comic book character and a barbie and got the best of both worlds and it doesn't scream barbie on the package like look how small the barbie signature is compared to the character name in the marvel 80 years logo Mm -hmm. yeah i mean if 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 that's your thing, you're a Barbie collector and a Marvel fan, perfect.
3: Marjorie, I think, was going to possibly get the storm, except for the thigh articulation right
2: there, that that weird yeah, yeah. cut. That's sticking out to me.
3: And, yeah, the knee joint. But the, the, the GameStop person was acting like they worked on commission. They were like, so, yeah. Marjorie, what could I do to get you to walk out of here with a Barbie today?
1: Yeah, it was very <laughs> weird and high pressure. But, I mean, they look cool, and I don't think that as men, that you guys could have any problem adding these to your collection, even with the Barbie name.
3: I think they'll look really good next to my Halle Berry Catwoman Barbie, and yes, they made her. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, do you actually own it? I saw it at our toy show, and I didn't buy it, and I have kicked myself ever since.
1: No, that's okay. You don't need it.
3: Now, she was also really trying to convince you to pre-order the GameStop exclusive Dark Phoenix.
1: Yes, she was. And it, again, really cool. And one thing that Barbies have always been able to do is really good hair, because technically you can style it, blah blah blah. But I think they did a really good job on her. Good hair. That outfit is tremendous. Again, Barbie does good costumes too, like because you're, you could always buy extra clothes. And because she's not naked, there's no articulation to bother. Exactly, see? Yeah, it works really well with a full bodysuit
2: like this, because you're not seeing the the unsightly seams and articulation points, and you can just focus on the costume, which is what Barbie really is. Barbie is a dress-up doll right so you Mm -hmm. want cool looking hair and neat outfits and i think this is the one that works the best because it's not showing a bunch of skin
1: yeah no the costume is tremendous on this and you know you can get all three of them for 165 which is not a bad price at all
2: i have no idea what
3: barbies cost to me that seems high
1: but they're collectible
3: and you told me to look for a sale
1: yeah i have a price point where if i found them for a certain price i'd buy them but i i think that's a good price but it's not what i had in mind that i would Buy them, if that makes sense. I think the
3: three of them together is a San Diego Comic-Con exclusive, it says. But you can also get it at GameStop.
1: I did not see those at San Diego. Next year. Oh, okay.
3: It says 19. Oh.
1: They didn't even announce these until this fall. They announced them at the
3: convention. We were at Mattel. I didn't see these. And then it (laughs) says here that Dark Phoenix was a summer convention exclusive. And there's a close-up of the face. I... I like the stitching and the outfits. You know who these would go really well with is the Captain Marvel figures that they did a while back. Like now you get the females to go with the Captain America and uh, those, yeah.
2: yeah, and Squirrel Girl,
1: the Marvel Rising figures. No, I was yeah. thinking the cat. Remember they did Captain Action? It wasn't- oh yeah, those are really cool. I like those. Yeah, remember the they ones- sell the outfits and you just bought the body. Oh, Jerry <laughs> <yeah>. knows. <laughs>
3: now i got really excited for something this past week that i thought i'd bring up a new minis game marvel crisis protocol
1: that was my fault too because one of the local game stores was having a premiere for it and you could come and buy some packs and they teach you how to play but there's a catch
3: Yeah, I mean, I thought this looked like a fun game. Look at just the starting characters. You get Zemo, Ultron, Doc Ock, Crossbones, you know, Black Widow. I'm liking the characters. Here's the early image, so you can tell these are, like, graphic design, not real figures. You got the expansion pack for the Hulk and expansion pack for MODOK. Got your stats here. I'm thinking this looks like a fun game. We've really enjoyed playing Marvel Versus and Marvel Mm -hmm. Legendary. I was thinking maybe we expand to a miniatures game and especially, you know, with with Modoc.
1: Yeah, I do love my Modoc. Yeah.
3: There's two of those sitting in the mailbox for you by the way. Oh, there is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they even have terrain packs. I love this. A New York City terrain pack that has
2: like a cab and a Daily Bugle newsstand. It's the New York City terrain pack comes with Two dumpsters.
1: (laughs) Which is funny because you don't really see dumpsters in New York.
2: No, they put their garbage literally on the street.
1: Yeah.
3: At least in Manhattan. And, you know, to me, this looks like it would make a great, like, model train set, right? I mean, look at the minis here. Yeah, or like a Christmas village. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But two catches. The first is a little bit pricey. The game's $100, Mm. and then each expansion pack... Like Black Panther and Killmonger, thirty-five; Hulk, thirty-five; New York City terrain, fifty.
2: Oh, yeah, it's getting pricier. By the way,
3: this is what mini games cost. This is why I never got into the Star Wars X-wing miniatures. Is you're looking at it right here. It is an expensive, expensive hobby to play minis. But you know what? I still would have gone if this was a fun game. I still would have gone to the opening. I saw one thing and it scared me the hell away. <laughs> that. It's a parch tree.
2: Oh.
1: <laughs> so, not only do you have to carefully cut those out, you got to paint them and then put it together.
2: Wow.
1: So, for a lot of that money, you're having to work.
2: Yeah, as you say, it's like you 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 think you're getting into one hobby, and then you get at it home, it's like, oh, this is a completely different hobby.
3: I asked that. I actually asked it on my Facebook page. I'm like, are all gamers also model builders? Because to me, I look at this, and this is a model kit. If I buy a game, I don't want to have to like spend a hundred hours of prep before I can play the game. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I just want to play the game. Admittedly, I'm becoming conditioned with all that prep because every time I buy a video game, I have to let
2: it download patches overnight.
1: Yeah, so you know if you want to play a video game tomorrow, you better put it in like two days ago.
2: (laughs) I'm sure there's some tabletop game guild somewhere that already have rules written down. It's like, look, no unfinished, unpainted figures allowed on the table. If you don't have your Doc Ock put together, you can't bring him. That is a rule.
3: I used to play Blood Bowl back in my college days and it actually said in the rules if the figure is not painted it couldn't be on the field. Fair enough.
1: Oh, people.
3: But I would actually pay these prices if what they were delivering looked like this. Yeah. But I'm not going to pay these prices for this which will just lead to endless frustration and they're like, oh, these are bigger than your normal miniatures. Yet they're about Two and a half inches. So it's not like you got a lot of room to do all of your detail painting to get all of the uh, teeth in Modoc and the various shading
2: in his cloud and the glow of oh, his. So much shading. Like every single one of these is painted by a professional. Like every one of them, like there's not a single area on any of these. It's just a solid color. Like every one of them is undercolored, overbrushed, dry brushed. I mean, they're incredible looking. If they would come with, like, tutorial videos on how to achieve this, yeah, maybe. (laughs) But then still, (laughs) you're in a different hobby.
3: (laughs) I actually saw videos on how to assemble and paint these. I went to YouTube. The first one I looked at was an edited video, and it still was an hour and a half.
2: Oh, jeez. I'm not poo-pooing the hobby. I would love to have time to sit down and build these and paint them, but...
1: See, that's the thing. The time.
3: That's where I'm at, too. The time and the money. And these combined... Man, I was excited for a miniatures game, but the barrier of entry (laughs) is just too damn high. (laughs) But I, well, I wanted to bring it up, you know, because I think there's a lot of gamers who this is right up their realm. I I know Warhammer gamers. This is like how Warhammer is. If you buy Warhammer, you get parch trees, you glue it, you paint it, all of that. Marjorie, there's a reason I got you two Modox. I know. You got a scratch pad. But... I figured you have every M.O.D.O.K. collectible. Mm -hmm. You should have this M.O.D.O.K. mini. You're a good painter. You've painted crafts for charity auctions and things. I think you'd be very good at it, but you had to have M.O.D.O.K. But I think that will be the beginning and and middle of this. I wish it was like Hero Clicks, you know, where you just buy them and they were painted.
1: Yeah, because I can imagine. I mean, you really have to be into this and good at this where you want to spend the 60 hours to paint a figure and then move on to the next one so you can play the game in about three years and speaking of having all the modoc collectibles yes this is so exciting i stumbled across this at san diego comic-con sunday morning i always take a trip by the mondo booth and try to get a poster never have one a ticket to try to get one but i just happened to be standing there and looked over the tiki mugs and there was a modoc tiki mug who the hell makes a modoc tiki mug mondo yeah but why
3: well, Mondo and Modoc are only one letter and a scrambled letter apart.
1: True, but I was pretty excited and thanks to our good friend Daryl, who collects tiki's. He saw it go up for sale. Yeah, thanks, Daryl.
3: I bought it for Marjorie for a Christmas gift. Thought I could keep it a secret, and then Daryl texts <laughs> the entire group of friends.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I—it was the gift of the Modoc because I was frantically trying to buy one, and you bought. Two of them. And I bought
3: one for the collection and one for you to do whatever you want to do with.
1: I'm going to drink liquor out of it.
3: Well, that's a good thing to do with it. Yes. GT.
1: But Mondo was super nice, and I explained to them how it was a gift of the Modoct, and you know, Arnie bought one, and I bought one, and now we have an army of Modocs and they kindly refunded my money because they thought
3: the story was cute. But ever since you told me about this Modoc mug, I have been stalking Mondo, looking <laughs> for it, and I had ordered this within two minutes of it going live that day. It is a two-pound glass, seven inches tall, and will hold 36 ounces of liquor.
1: That sounds perfect.
3: Otherwise known as what we'll drink before noon on Thanksgiving.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah, but it's not coming till like, what, winter-ish, January?
2: Expected January
3: 2020. Yeah. So
1: it'll be perfectly fine for, like... Cold weather liquor.
2: Like a mean hot chocolate mug.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> MODOK is perfect for a tiki. Yeah. Thanos is perfect for a tiki. I think some days they stretch for tiki design, but I think MODOK and Thanos both really work well.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, MODOK already is a tiki, so it just mm-hmm. perfect marriage of the two art styles.
3: Well, he's a mental organism designed only for cocktails. <laughs> 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 now, I wanted to talk about something that we've been looking at at cons. The Legends in Three Dimensions busts from Diamond Select Toys. We've talked to Zach about these several times. I bought one of them, the Venom, and then Zach was nice enough to send me for review the Spider-Man bust. And I was really curious because I'm iffy on busts as it is. I had gone in pretty hardcore on the Gentle Giant mini busts in the day, and then I got quite a few Sideshow Legendary scale busts, The Legends of Three Dimensions, they looked kind of smaller to me than the others. So I wanted to kind of get it, take a look at it, and see what it was like. There's also a thing that I call con blindness, where when you're actually at a convention scale and things don't work like life-sized items <laughs> seem a lot smaller in a convention than they do when you actually get them <laughs> on your doorstep
1: it's because you're in something with like 40 foot ceilings and it's just a ginormous building and that's why you can't ever judge it
2: it, yeah, it is tough to judge, especially with so many other items around it, you know, but like if you bring it home and set it next to an apple, that's when you're really like, oh, geez, this is way bigger than I thought. You So you're saying Sideshow does it right. Yep. They know what they're <laughs> doing with those apples. But half-scale is that weird scale that even in person, you look at it, it's like, oh, that just feels like a a miniature person. Yeah, here, when Zach first showed me these, I thought they
3: were third-scale busts because of the size. Looking at it, though, I mean, I've always been impressed. The detail, the shading, the paint on them. I really like the webbing on the base, the texturing of the outfit. This is a resin bust, but looking at it, it could have fooled me because it almost looks like cloth is pulled over something there with that texturing.
2: Yeah, kind of like the old uh, Master Replicas quarter scale bust that they did for Spider-Man were made like that.
3: Yes, thank you. I was trying to figure out what I'd seen that was done like that. You're right. It was the Master replica Spider-Man 3 stuff. Yep. And this bust has an msrp of 150 so that's relatively cheap these days for busts considering that's what a one-sixth scale star wars bust costs and right now on amazon it's hundred dollars for this Hmm. Oh, not bad. And so I, I liked it. I did. And I bought the venom myself because it sold out really fast. I knew I wanted the venom for the collection. I mean, you wouldn't be wrong calling me a venom slut. I, I like symbiotes.
1: Oh no, you are a venom slut.
3: <laughs> I mean I love the drippiness off the tongue on this and
1: So you like slobbering things, is what I'm getting.
3: He, he's like our French bulldog, only evil. It's true. <laughs>
2: And it just seems like Venom gives you more opportunities for details. You know, I mean, it looks like he's got different textures on his skin. And, you know, then you get to the mouth and like they can do wetness there where Spider-Man's all basically just the same material with eyes.
3: And I thought the two went well together with the symbiote substance over one base and the webbing over the other. And the fact that they're both on pillars. When I was photographing these, it hit me why these are appealing to me. Growing up, my father had, you know, big, you know, those 70s stereo cabinets. It was like the size of a bureau. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And in it was the hi-fi system. And you, like, had to lift the lid to get to the record player. Yeah, it was a piece of furniture. It was. And it had the speakers in it. Mm -hmm. Over each speaker, my father had busts about this size of Bach and Beethoven. They weren't painted. They were just bas-relief, but they were on square pedestals like this. And so I think that's because I grew up with that. That's why this style actually appealed to me more than some of the other base styles for busts.
2: That's a that's a good point. I think busts need to have some sort of like pillar or column type of support to them. And these are some clever ways of doing that, you know, bringing in New York City elements to hold up the rest of the figure.
3: So no, I definitely like these busts. I was surprised how much I do. And the size, they're smaller. So I actually think that's a good thing that they don't take up a ton of space in the collection. And the price is pretty reasonable. But again, the thing I had a question for was Zach. Zach. Is it half scale? Because I bought a lot of half scale busts when Sideshow did them in their legendary scale. The legendary scale busts were half scale busts. So there is my my Sideshow Spider-Man legendary next to the Legends in Three Dimensions diamond.
1: Okay, first of all, let me comment on something. The one on the right, that's the Sideshow one? Yeah. That's like his school photo. Like, he's got his chin up a little bit. You could just see him, you know, putting his fist under there, kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Right? Like, he's looking up at the camera. He's kind of turned to the side. And then you've got the diamond one, and it's like his come-hither look. It's like his Tinder photo. But you
3: notice, <laughs> I think Diamond did a lot more with the shading. The they sideshow did. one looks pretty flat with the reds. They did great line work, great eyes. But here you got the shadowing in the eyes. I honestly think the Diamond one, which costs far less, it has a lot more detail going on.
1: I agree. I think it does look a lot nicer. But I also wonder, because that Spider-Man one is pretty old, right? Yeah. It's about 10 years. Yeah, I'd say, yeah. Maybe a little longer. I wonder if also there's been some new techniques developed. Because I'm noticing this as they're making stuff and stuff we got a long time ago. It's slightly different because I think there's been some technology improvements.
3: Don't get me wrong. I am not disrespecting the Sideshow one. I love that Sideshow included the spider. I I actually really like how they did the tapering of the body on the sideshow ones it's just kind of a weird thing that i've come to like there is shading and the sculpting here is really good but i'm just surprised at again for a 150 and fifty-dollar bust how good the diamond one was as well I, but again the scale was bugging me this is the diamond bust i broke out a tape measure <laughs> it is 10 inches in circumference all right S- sideshows was 13 inches
2: Twelve and three quarters. If you're nasty.
3: <laughs> I also have Sideshow's legendary scale Spider-Man figure. This is also supposed to be half scale. It's a lot closer in head size to diamonds. It's about ten and a quarter inches in diameter. Okay. So what is half scale? So I measured my own head. <laughs> <laughs> i have a 22 and a
1: half inch head it it was non-scientific i mean it was holding the tape measure trying to take a photo while he's getting a little diva like
3: i should have plucked the eyebrows first but
1: i should have colored them in
3: and maybe thrown some powder on you but i feel i have a pretty average head I have a friend who can't wear any hats. He has a large head. I can buy just about any hat and put it on, and it doesn't even need to be adjustable. The hat will fit
1: me. But do I have an average head? So I looked it up. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I didn't know this was going on when I was helping to measure. You're going to get the
2: weirdest ads in your Facebook feed now.
1: (laughs) So the average man's head is
3: 23 inches. So I am very close to an average man. You're the averagest.
1: The averagest.
3: So 23, that means that the Sideshow one is really over half scale. It's a little bit too big, assuming Peter Parker doesn't have a big head. Now, if you think Peter Parker has a small head, then Diamond has it spot on. If Peter Parker, being a smaller, slighter person, has a smaller head, then I'd say 10 inches is probably pretty dang close.
2: Yeah, sounds like maybe you got a little bit extra for your buck with the Sideshow one back in the day. They they overdid it and called it Half Scale.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So I just I wanted to give that review. I actually like the Spider-Man a lot. I think the Spider-Man and the Venom are going to display well together for me. The only other one I'm really eyeing is Spider-Gwen now. I think the three of those, maybe just keeping to the Spider-Line of the legends and three dimensions busts i know i'm not getting thanos i just that face sculpt is not working for me
1: yeah and thanos is difficult that's the problem is you know he either looks really good or it's like oof man just just don't look because sometimes i just can't get it right but
3: i couldn't figure out how to pose these two together how do you think justin you're you're the graphic
2: designer what way puts these two busts best on a (laughs) shelf (laughs) <laughs> well the one picture you have i think you're close i think you just got them opposite positions because right now it looks like spidey's leaning in to get licked by Venom. There. <laughs> <laughs> so flip the position
3: and
1: have the tongue go yeah. away
2: from spider-man yep that way that's they're almost like they're back to back you know for a poster or something
3: but
1: yeah it sounds like an 80s sitcom poster
3: you know? now, what I find interesting is the fronts of each of these figures is kind of at the 45 degree
2: angle. You notice
3: the, if you have the base flush with a the shelf, they're going to be looking off to the sides.
2: Yeah, I, I think you got the right angles there, but I think they need to be opposite because right now I'm looking at just the Venom by himself. He's kind of got a Stevie Wonder thing going on there.
3: <laughs> <Like he's kinda> <laughs> <laughs> it's the head up, right? It's like randomly
2: the- <laughs> looking up with the mouth open. <laughs>
3: symbiote and Spider-Man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want the full production of that song. I can make that happen.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know don't, you
2: can. <laughs> you're
1: gonna be sorry tomorrow morning. <laughs>
3: and finally, just to finish off the show, I do want to tell people who are watching live, thank you for coming live. Thank you for being with our rain delay. If you see the words, early Black Friday sale, pro tip, they're lying. It will always be cheaper on Black Friday. <laughs> they're just telling you it's a Black Friday price to get you to buy now for more money. But all that said, Big Bad Toy Store has been having a all-November sale where each week they put 100 new items on sale, and there's some really good prices. And clarification, they're not a sponsor. I'm just passing on discounts that I like.
1: Wait, who doesn't like discounts, Arnie?
3: Discounts on items I like. Ah, for example, I bought the Comic Cave Hulkbuster, 12th scale figure. I didn't pay the 640 MSRP, but I paid more than the 450 it's going for now. Don't tell me these things. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, that's a good price for that thing. I'm, I'm surprised it's still hanging around. Yeah, I pre-ordered it, and I was afraid it would go, but
3: no, this is a really good price for a die-cast 1-12 scale figure, and again, it's a Hulkbuster. It is a Mm -hmm. big figure. When I got it, I thought I had gotten a hot toy, because it was a huge box, and I'm like, wait, ComiCave? It's a giant figure. I also love the Revoltech line of figures. I, I, I just their style, their comic base. To me, figure arts is perfect for movie based, but Revoltech. I love what they do with the comic stuff. And this week, they have Gambit, one of my favorite X Men, for a quarter off—sixty bucks instead of eighty. Nice. There's quite a few other sales there,
2: so you got to check them out. Yeah, this this version of Gambit's been making a real comeback this year. It's like I feel like we've seen him in. Every line that has a license is making this gambit. But this one, this one is a nice, cool kind of Japanese style going on. So it's, it would be different from the other ones. I love just the fact that his cape will
3: flare out or his, his trench coat. You know, it's an articulated coat.
2: can <laughs> never have too many articulated coats in your world.
3: No. And with that, thank you again for joining us for Marvelicious Toys. Now we will be back one week from today on Thanksgiving. I know we've been a little sporadic this year, but we are not going to let a Thanksgiving go by without our Black Friday sales guide and holiday gift guide.
2: That's right. We'll be high on turkey and tryptophan and ready to talk toys and deals and great gift ideas.
3: If you have an idea for a gift, please let us know. Drop us an email or tweet. We can email us at show at toys.com, comment on Facebook Let us know some ideas that we might add to our gift guide. God knows, you know, we've got a lot of ideas, but always looking for the things that are a little bit more unusual. You know, Mm -hmm. you just can't buy a Marvel Legends figure for a, a Marvel
2: collector. You just don't know which ones they've got. Which is very true. So all of that and more on the next Marvelicious Toys.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Marvelicious Toys. There's even more Marvelicious content at our website, MarveliciousToys.com. You can see pictures of the products we discussed, find checklists for collectibles, and read articles on Marvel movies, comics, and collecting. It's all at MarveliciousToys.com. You can also help out our show by telling your friends to listen by posting on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or in person. We would also greatly appreciate a five-star review written on iTunes. A link to our iTunes feed is at MarveliciousToys.com. We want your feedback. You can email us at show at MarveliciousToys.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Find all those links at our website. If you also like Star Wars, Star Wars Collecting is covered at our other podcast, Star Wars Action News, which you can find at swactionnews.com. Marvelicious Toys is produced and edited by Artie Carvalho. Associate produced by Jason Latham. Video editing by Barrett, Andrew, and Daryl. Graphic design by Justin. Photo editing by Jeff and Curtis. Announcements by Brock. If you want to hear reviews of every movie ever based on Marvel Comics, Check out those reviews and hundreds more on the Now Playing Podcast at nowplayingpodcast.com. Marvel Comics and all of the Marvel multiverse contains are the intellectual property of Marvel Entertainment Incorporated, a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company, and no infringement is intended. Marvelicious Toys is a Vinganza Media Production, copyright 2019, all rights reserved, and no part of this show may be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Venganza Media Incorporated.
3: The fact that you get two things is actually pretty... Cool, because there's a lot of plastic there, and knowing how they price them out by the case, I'm surprised that they could put
2: two things in there. <laughs> That's what she said.
3: I yep. meant nothing double <laughs> entendre by that.
1: However, you just can't avoid it when you're talking about things and putting things in packages and boxes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> two things, four heads. <laughs> <laughs> Because to me, it looks like they're about to perform the end of Xanadu with the full on smoke machines and lasers. There was
1: no smoke machine in in the ending dance number of Xanadu.
3: In Italy. Italy. At at Luke. No, that's only if you go to (laughs) Olive Garden. You call it Italy. The
0: tour of Italy. (laughs)